This episode of I Hate the Homies is brought to you by McDonald's. You know how you can smell when your food's about to be good, good? That's me every time I pull out the Mickey D's drive-thru with a McCrispy sandwich. I mean, we're talking about two buttered buns stacked with pickles and crispy, juicy, tender chicken. Come on, man. And when that crispy chicken and the crispy pickle come together between two buttered buns, yeah, all is good. And the funny thing is that I don't think I've ever made it home from the drive-thru without taking a bite of that freshly prepared McCrispy sandwich because once I smell it, I got to have it right there in the car. I guess the word is out on that. So go get yours today. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, Ricky, about the morning show. Yeah, I got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Monday morning news. Silicon Valley Bank failed Friday after depositors hurried to withdraw money this week amid fears over the bank's health. Silicon Valley Bank did business with well-known tech companies, including Shopify, Pinterest, Fitbit, and thousands of lesser-known startups. Only $250,000 in deposits is insured by the FDIC, but many companies had much more than that in the bank. For example, Roku was among the companies caught in the middle to the tune of $487 million. The Treasury Department, Federal Reserve, and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, released a joint statement on Sunday saying depositors of the Silicon Valley Bank will have access to all of their money at no cost to American taxpayers. In other news, Ricky, NASA's Planetary Defense Coordination Office announced it has been tracking a new asteroid that could potentially hit Earth on Valentine's Day in 2046. Although NASA said there is a very small chance of impact, orbit analysis will continue to watch the asteroid named 2023-DW. Lastly, men diagnosed with localized prostate cancer who want to avoid immediate surgery or radiation can safely choose to actively monitor the disease as a treatment method. This according to a study released on Saturday in the New England Journal of Medicine. Researchers in the study determined most men shouldn't rush to treatment decisions as the mortality rate from the cancer 15 years later was relatively low regardless of treatment approach. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, welcome back. What's going on in sports? Well, thank you there, Maria. Uh, NCAA tournament time, March Madness is here. The brackets are set. Yes, man, the men's number one seeds will be Alabama, Houston, Kansas. Kansas and Purdue in the women's number one seeds are South Carolina, Indiana, Stanford, and Virginia Tech. My final four bracket predictions will be later on this week. Stay tuned. Uh, I'm losing my voice. You can probably tell, man. I was in New Jersey watching my daughter Harmony and Harvard play. Dog, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it, but the Ivy League championship was lit. Uh, They didn't make the big dance, but they will be playing in the NIT. They lost in the championship game by six, but I'm so proud of Harmony and the whole team, the whole Me too, Rock. Me too. You done proud of you and Chris. Y'all done a fantastic job with her. Man, appreciate you, man. Shout out. Shout out to them, man. Tiger Woods real fast fired back at his ex-girlfriend saying he and her did not have any verbal agreement to let her live in his house for at least five more years. And he never transferred any ownership or possession to his residence. As you already know, she's suing Tiger for $30 million for kicking her out in his house after they broke up uh, a couple weeks ago. So that's a quick update for my sports report. I'm going to go drink some hot tea. Gary, what's up, big dog? 
All right, y'all. Remember when I reported the other day that Cher 76, y'all, is dating um, Alexander AEL was the ex-boyfriend of Amber Rose? Well, now they're saying, you know, we talked about how she's dumping all her money. They say she's dumping her money and supporting the romance with this man. Well, now it's being reported, y'all, that Cher said, honey, that she is hard at work, honey, on new music and is collaborating, y'all, with her new young music producer boyfriend on a project. She said, quote, I'm going to England to make two albums. She um, has reportedly um, chartered a private jet to take her and her new man across the pond. And they're saying, y'all, that the two will be staying in a penthouse suite at London's most expensive hotels, honey, while working on the music, honey. She said, some of the songs Alexander gave me, so I'm pretty excited about that. And he's a producer and a writer, and he does everything, so I am happy about that. Unquote, honey. So congratulations to Cher. I mean, you know, it's good he's reviving her, honey. 76 years old, and I mean, you know, hey, he got what it take, honey, for this one. So congratulations to Cher, y'all. Reli- revival for, bl- <laughs> revival for black folks only lasts one week in church. Okay. <laughs> You're reviving her, all right. <laughs> so, honey, so there you go, Ricky. All right, the Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua's. My Kahlua today, y'all, is Robin Egg. On the high end, you say Robin Egg, and on the low end, you say Beautiful Powder Blue. That's your Kahlua for today. Brad, what you got coming up in the hot spot? Coming up next in the hot spot, fans lose it after Angela Bassett did not win last night. Wait till I tell you up next. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot, yeah. All right, this is a hot spot. It's being brought to you by. Brought to you by Macy's. Listen to the Undressing Room podcast presented by Macy's, featuring Eva Marcel and L'Oreal. Log on to the UndressingRoomPod.com for access to their personal Macy's shopping page. The Undressing Room podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Good morning, Brat. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Well, fans took to social media to react after Angela Bass- Bassett lost Best Supporting Actress Oscar to Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, she was considered a front runner for the award for her role as Queen Ramonda in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, one person tweeted, Of course, the Oscars reward white mediocrity because it's the world. Because what in the world did Jamie Lee Curtis give? a better performance in comparison to Stephanie Hugh or Angela Bassett. Another person wrote, Angela Bassett getting snubbed is exactly why I pay these ragged-ass wards show dust. <laughs> anyway, wow. shout, they said, anyway, shout-out to the NAACP Image Award winner, Entertainer of the Year, Angela Bassett. But in other Oscar news, y'all, Rihanna performed Lift Me Up, and that was also nominated for Best Original Song at the Oscars last night. Did anybody see that? I didn't see uh-huh. that part, but I, I peeped there. But of course, but I look when I was watching, I looked in the audience. Girl, the Oscars real white. Yeah, you could look at the blackheads and count them, honey, yes. up in the audience. I'm like, oh, oh my wow. god! It's, I'm, it's, I'm just trying to figure out. We talk about this every year. What what yep. the hell? Black people keep going for? Nah, uh, that's the okay. question. And you know, oh, that's the, what that's what I'm trying to understand. Why do you feel like you need to be validated by them? You nominated, so you kind of got to go. And you want to win. Like, you want to win your awards. If you was Angela Bassett and you've been getting awards for for that same role all across the board and they nominate you, you got to go. Well, yeah, but and not just with the, um, the performance, Ricky, and all this stuff. I just, you know me, I'm looking at the way they dress. We pull out the best clothes money could buy, honey, to go to those Oscars. But when you go to the Soul Train Award, the BET Awards, and all that, like we roll out the bed. They've got better, though. Well, they're getting a little better. Mindset. Yes, yes, it is. Hell. Did y'all want to play some of Rihanna from last night? 
Yeah. All right, let's go. I'm happy she came to, to do her thing on that. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note. But coming up next, we got, oh, Lord, Rock T's joke of the day. Rock T, <laughs> yeah. is it going to be funny? Come on, let's get it. Bring it intact. Oh, Lord. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, y'all, Ricky Smiley Morning Show, ladies and gentlemen. It is about that time for Rock T. Joke of the day. All right, man, it better be funny. I got an old school classic for Brigadier Tat. You ready, Brad? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Knock, knock. Who's there? Smell mop. Smell mop poo. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Got you. Got me. I liked it. That was a good one. It was, it was cute. I liked it. It was cute. It was yeah, cute. Good old second grade. Oh, good old, Not yeah. Kindergarten, but I like it. <laughs> Smell my poo. <laughs> that was cute. That's the way you said it, though. Like Smell it. my poo. Like you were like poo. trying to figure it out. <laughs> what you think, Gary? Oh, it was cute. It man. was cute. <laughs> I might use it, Rick. Special <laughs> <laughs> day. Yeah, Netflix online, too. They uh, want to talk to Rock too. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Ricky. So everyone is a little groggy today thanks to the time shift. Well, maybe not everyone. Some people may feel well-rested. But one in five Americans still like the fact that we do it twice a year. Uh, 21% of people in a new poll said they think changing the clocks the way we're doing it is still the best option. 62% want to stop shifting the clocks, and the other 17% are undecided. Really interesting stats here, Ricky. Um, Some that stood out to me. 19% 19% of Americans prefer waking up when it's dark outside. Um, that yeah. happens. I, I feel that way, too. Do y'all? Yeah, I me like too. getting up in the dark. It makes yeah. me feel like I'm getting a head start on the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I love it. Yeah. And and I, lo- I-, I love the, chi- the time change, too. Oh, yeah. Me, too. I love it because, yeah, at least I was going in at 4 o'clock. Hell, it was getting dark. I'm like, my God. So I'm glad night get dark like around 8 or 9. Right. So. You get a chance to enjoy your life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I like getting that extra hour in the fall, but hey, that's just me. Seven uh, percent of Americans are waking up in the dark most of the year, no matter what, and that's how many said they wake up before five a.m. on weekdays. Sixty-eight percent wake up before eight a.m., and only thirteen percent roll uh, out of bed after nine. Do y'all have issues on the weekends waking up earlier than you want to, and your body is thinking you're going to the morning show? We're so used to getting up so early, yeah. Monday yeah. through Friday. Just wake I, up anyway. Just wake up anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just go be back staring. to sleep. Oh. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't try like to go back to sleep. Yeah, I don't like sleeping late. Yeah. Well, yeah, the weekend, uh, 4, 4 30, 5 30 ain't cool, though, when you don't got to go to oh, work. Oh, no, no. But, but see, I, I don't get up early on the weekend because on the weekend, I'll stay on up late and watch TV and, and just walk around the house and drink bottled water with your drawers on looking out of windows <laughs> with, a, with a damn gun in your hand. Just oh, no. Oh, no. Stupid no. as hell. What is wrong with you? 
They got you walking around with your gun, want to pretend that somebody finna come get you like you bad, walk around with your underwear on 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. Just being a dumbass for no reason. I, I, I think like that's only you. <laughs> yeah. Nobody playing. else do that. Rick Roll playing a Scarface. I know. Right, right. No, I, do I, do I do that. I do that. I do that. I can't even lie about it. My bra, my biking shorts all day long. Oh, with a belly. With my gun in the mirror like, I dare you. You better be. You can. Yeah. I got something for you come up yes. in here. You wish a, wish a brother yes. would. Yes. <laughs> It's hilarious. Yes, oh, I'm with gosh. you on that. You gotta feel your scar face every now and then. Every now and then. Every now and then. So does the itis kick in for y'all earlier in the day? Since I've been with the morning show like around eleven AM, like I'm I am so like I have to take, take a, a midday lap now. Yes. Yeah, take a nap. You have to take a nap. You gotta take a nap. Yeah, sometimes I get off the air probably around about an hour after I get off the air, I might go and just just crash out for a good forty five minutes, wrap up in a blanket on the couch. And get up, and you good for the rest of the day. And then I start getting sleepy after uh, after night. Uh, uh, what is name? Ed Hope go off after nightly news. I start winding down, take a bath, yeah. you know, and uh, and just go to bed. Isn't it funny though? Now we were kids, you didn't want to take a nap. Now we're adults, we take <laughs> yeah, a nap. Uh-huh. You have to take a nap. You're adult. You're you're yes. being you're being targeted at the counter sleep. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for being brave. And the color today, Gary. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Monday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Actor Tyrese Gibson, y'all. We all know that he made headlines back in 2017 when he blamed y'all his antipsychotic medication, y'all, for his erratic behavior. Well, now they're saying y'all that the pharmaceutical company that makes the schizophrenia drug was all telling it launched an investigation, y'all, into the singer's actor's claim. Now they're saying Tyrese, honey, is blaming his antipsychotic drug, y'all, for his his lie, y'all. This is, I know this. His lie, y'all, that Will and Jada Pinkett Smith gave him $5 million. Y'all remember back in 2017, yeah. he posted, y'all, he said that the um, power couple gave him $5 million and asked him to stay off the internet. He said, quote, I will listen, he wrote. But... He didn't listen, y'all. They're saying that his antics escalated over the years and affected his career. His record label dropped him, and, y'all, um, he last appeared in the Fast and Furious movies in 2021. Now, they're saying in a new interview, y'all, this week, it's being reported, y'all, that Tyrese admitted this, y'all, that Will and Jada never gave him $5 million, y'all, to pay his legal bill. I don't know, his drugs, his um, psychotic medicine. He said, quote, I never talked to Will Smith, and I still haven't recovered from the damage that I did to him and his family. They didn't deserve them phone calls. I still haven't recovered from announcing that my ex-wife, Samantha Lee Gibson, was pregnant when she wasn't at the time. Everything that was happening, he said, y'all, he was out of his mind. 
Now, recently, they were saying, now, this is another story, too. People were concerned. You remember recently, now, Tyrese claimed, y'all, that his very good friend, honey, Miss Kim Burrell, was hospitalized, y'all, in intensive care unit, which I reported that story the other I day. I remember that. He it was said, a very long text. Yeah. He said she had double pneumonia. They were saying that he asked for prayers and donations, y'all, to help pay the gospel singers' medical Ooh. expenses. Well, Miss Burrell got online, and she denied that she was on her deathbed, and she put in a new interview. She implied, y'all, that the discombobulated actor, y'all, was off his medicine again, y'all. Oh, wow. Uh-uh. I saw her go live, and she said she was at the airport on her way to Paris or something was going like to that. Paris. She was. Yeah. yeah. And I just talked to uh, Tyrese on the phone about three weeks ago, and he sound, you know, normal to me. We had a real good conversation. Really? Yes. Uh, yeah, probably about three weeks ago. just ain't right. But yeah, we need to pray for Tyrese, y'all, and hopefully everything, um, you know, gets well with him and stuff like that, because that's, that's not a good... Yeah, that's, you know. them, them is deep lies. I'm yeah, sorry, honey, like, yeah. that's not just like a service lie, like, I got a headache. Exactly. So, that's yeah. like... Just say, keep sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so did. <laughs> Something, something, just that right. right. <laughs> well, we're going to keep him lifted in prayer, y'all, and we'll give you talk to him soon, honey. Tell him we're praying for him and stuff. Okay. All right. Moving on in other celebrity news, y'all, Shaquille O'Neal. Now, we all know they say he's one of the wealthiest people in the history of professional sports. Now, there's, it's being reported that the NBA legend, y'all, is now worth an estimated $1 billion. And they say yes. he looks it now. It's being reported, y'all, that Shaq, um, he had his 52nd birthday party, y'all, in Atlanta the other day. And they say it was a movie. They had tons of celebrities that were in the tennis. And they're saying why the event was held at night. They said Shaq came in and looked like daytime. It's being reported that Shaq... Hey, listen to this. He bought for himself, y'all, a $5 million Cuban link pendant and a Cuban link chain, y'all, that cost just as much, honey. Now, they're saying... What's a Cuban link pendant? You know, I guess, like, you know, to go on the... um, the On the tie. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, they're saying that the um, the total of more... He only has, y'all, 1,000 carats. On the chain. That's 1,000 carats of diamonds on the chain. And they're all custom cut to three and a half carats. So yes. I don't believe Shaq did that. Well, he a big guy. He got to have some hang time on the jewelry. Yeah. And Shaq owns most of the five guys' restaurants. He owns most of uh, I did a, uh, uh, a Google the other day of all the stuff that he owns. He got a stake in a lot of Starbucks. Papa yeah. John's Pizza. Yeah. yeah the, the, the donut shop. The general insurance company, uh, yeah. the general, yeah, Shank, yeah. Shank got it. Still yeah. in the gold NBA bond, yeah. Yep. Well, yep. congrats. Ain't us. nobody, and you notice nobody asks you anymore. It's all because of Shaq. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Because <laughs> he does every commercial too. I'm like, yeah. golly, honey, he do all the commercials and everything. But I don't know about that chain, though, honey. But you know, congratulations, That's all right. out to Shaq. Yeah, honey. That's all right. He can take it back or get him another one. Or sell it, yeah. Yeah, it don't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, well, a thousand carats. I don't know who gonna buy that. Thousand carats. Honey. <laughs> oh he ain't said one or two. He said a thousand. Any right. jewelry store will take that. Exactly. <laughs> Happy birthday, Shaq. Yes. All right, the Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua. My Kahlua today is Robin Egg. On the high end, you say Robin Egg, and on the low end, you say Beautiful Powder Blue. That's your Kahlua for today. All right, y'all, give it up for Gary with the T. Y'all get that 
Karen from Kansas City said, wake up to the, all the postal workers and to my family. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Yo, what's up? This your boy, Charles McGee from the Brick City. I want to wake up everybody at the house that stay with me. Wake your ass up. Wake up, wake up. Hey, this is Tony from Augusta, Georgia. Wake up, Tasha, Tanaka, Devin, Haley, TT, and Daddy, Daddy, Nisa. Good morning. Wake up. Good morning. I would like to wake up my friend, Tanetta Phillips. Get up. Get out there and make that money. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey, this is Aaron Brown calling from Oakland, Texas. I want to wake my sister and my mama up, Delisa Burns and Roxanne Brown. Get that bus up and get down to that wick house and get them vouchers. Quick, quick, quick. Wake up. No. When you wet rich men, wake up. And Luda Rock, wake up. Hey, Tulsa, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Come on, Flint, wake up. Let's go to the phone. Rick's about the morning show. Who is this? Good morning, Miss Burt. Hey, Miss Burt. What up, Miss Burt? Hey. Man, Miss Burt. Hey, Miss Burt. Miss Burt. Miss Burt. I'm doing good, Miss Burt. Uh, you know, I didn't make it to church yesterday. Uh, uh, got in late and, and, and couldn't make it. Uh, yesterday wasn't the first Sunday, was it? Uh-uh. It's all right. You didn't make it. I didn't make it to church neither. What happened? Why you there? Because you never miss church, uh, Miss Burke, ever. I, I had no witness to the grocery store early yesterday morning. Called myself going to cook. Uh-huh. I had no witness. I was going to make some green and pork chops and candy. Yeah, I was going to cook a big Sunday, Sunday dinner, you know. Uh-huh. I went down there to go get my pot out of the Bible, the pan, and all my pots was gone. No. What? No. What happened no. to him, Miss Burke? No. Person I brought some good home. On Saturday night, and she don't stole all my pot. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. He, slow down. he don't gave her $40, whatever that means. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Martin, no, you don't have to. I'm sitting there my daughter on the way to come get me now so she can take me down here to get some more pot. Yeah, and Miss Burt, those pots probably was seasoned. You probably had those pots uh, a long time. Yeah, yeah. I don't have I got it from my mama. Oh, oh everybody wow. right here had to make banana sandwiches. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm so I ain't mean to laugh, Miss Bird. I'm so sorry. It's oh, all just, right. Now, how many wrong. pots did they did they take, Miss Bird? What? Uh, let, let's go down the list. She got my cast iron skillet. She got my okay. roaster. So, so she got your cast iron skillet. That means you can't fry no chicken or you can't make no cornbread. Rick, I can't do nothing. And uh, and she got your roast, so that means you can't do no pot roast. You can't do no uh. Mm-hmm. What are you cooking the roasting, Miss Burt? I had to put my roast in there. I like to let mine set overnight. I can't cook nothing. I can't cook no potatoes, no nothing. Mm. I was gonna cook the chili so then morning before they go to school. I couldn't even do that. I had to sit there last one. I'm out here with a ball egg. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't mean, I'm so sorry that you got to go through that, Miss Burt. So, so she got the cast iron skillet, the roaster, and what else? She got the cast iron skillet, the roaster. She got my deep fries too. And oh, thank God they gave me air fry for Christmas. I ain't seen it either. Uh, and and, and you think the girlfriend on crack or something? I don't know what she on, but she got to get up out of here. He's talking about he gave him $40. So he saw the damn went to sleep and he woke up and she was gone. She ain't and, never had no business in here. That's disrespectful. Uh-huh. 
So, Ms. Bird, we're going uh, to try to call me and Brett, uh, Special K, Gary, Maria, right here. We're going to put some money together to try to get you some new pots because you can't send the kids out there with a boiled leg, uh, Ms. I Bird. I appreciate y'all so much. Y'all just bring it on down here to me. Yes, man. And, and Ms. Burton, uh, if anybody want to see your videos, Ms. Burton, let everybody know how you can be. I, I, I'm upset. I can't even talk because I'm upset because you got all that food. Well, how you going to wait before we get to that part? How you going to cook all the food? I'm just going to have to sit in here and wait. I go get me some more pie. I'm going to throw right. it at the top of that freezer. We're going to cook it next Sunday because I so like cooking next night. Right, right. Well, we'll take y'all to Piccadilly's or something and let everybody know how you can be reached, Miss Burt. All they got to do is go on their internet and search up the weird case, so when they see <laughs> I know you right, they find me in the right place. Dan is, y'all. Y'all give it up. Hey, you make sure you call us and let us know what happened uh, with those pots and give us an update. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Miss Burt. <laughs> More Rick and Smiley Boy, the show coming up. Black Tony, what's wrong now? What's wrong? Man, you trying to get cussed out for real in the morning, boy. What you mean? Listen to me. You sent a man text early in the morning talking about where you at. Well, I'm asleep. Why you sleep, Black Tony? Uh, Saturday, why I'm asleep? Why you fall to be asleep? Why well, it's 3 o'clock in the morning? I'm in town. Uh, you ain't heard it say daylight time, but. What you mean? It's Saturday daylight. You supposed to turn your clock back three hours. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Saturday night. It's supposed to turn my clock back clock three back. hours. Yo, by three o'clock in the morning, I'm going to head home. I'm in Tallahassee right now. <laughs> no, that is, that is, that is, that Maria, how to get cussed out, boy. Maria, that, you're supposed to, it, it, it's supposed to be spring forward and fall back. Yo, and it's back, not three, three hours, hours D'Antonio. It is not three hours. <laughs> he called him by his birthday. <laughs> Hold up. What y'all talking about? I see the thing that says, say daylight time. Turn your clock. Fall back three hours. And, uh, man, I'm but you going to text me talking about where you at? Black Tony, come on, man. Come on, man. We go through this every, you do this every year. I got to get up at 6 o'clock. I got to be in the studio. I got I'm, I'm doing an album. What? You doing an album with who? T-Pain. <laughs> you doing an album with T-Pain? Yo. Because he is from Tallahassee, right? Yo, them, yo we, I'm down here. He, he flew me now. On Friday, Saturday, and then we uh, then had to turn the clock back or Saturday night. All right, so. let me ask you this: so, so, so every fall when the when the time change, in the, so why why are you late in the fall? I can understand the spring, but the fall why are you late in the fall? Yep, that's a good question. <laughs> Bye, man. Bye, man. <laughs> Bye, man. Stripping business started in Africa. Long time ago, long, long, long time ago, white men went to Africa. And he saw these beautiful black women walking around, singing, dancing, working, living in the nude. Fucking naked. You can see they public hair. This white man went from village to village to seek out these beautiful black women, watching them perform in the nude. Hey, free. White man got an idea. He figured he gonna go back to Europe, bro. Right? No,
type of business you take away from my black women. Try to get those white to dance the same identical way, but to no avail. Want no shame in them walking around bucking naked. <laughs> Greatness. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the teeth. It's Gary, baby. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Monday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Last night was the Oscar, and people, the stars turned out. They were flawless, giving you fashion, jewelry, just makeup, everything. But, honey, some people was very angry with one of the artists that I really, I like her song because I sing it every morning, that song by... Tim's. Now, Ricky, Tim's wore an outfit last night, and they said she was rude. And people say that she may not be invited back to the Oscars. They say she stole the show for at least, honey, the guests that was that behind was that her. white on. Yes, honey. They said the Oscar nominee, Tim's, had, honey, been slammed on social media after that elaborate <laughs> outfit blocked a view of fellow attendees at the Oscars last night. They said the songstress who is nominated or was nominated for Best Original Song for the Black Panther of Wakanda Forever track, Lift Me Up. They said she wore a puffy white gown that wrapped around the back of her head. And they said while she stunned on the red carpet, the incredible outfit, y'all, was probably less loved by those people that were sitting, honey, beside her or uh, inside of the Adobe Theater. Now they're saying, y'all, the, the, uh, imagine this. They said, imagine waiting, y'all, your whole life, honey, to be at the Oscars and you end up sitting behind a stratus cloud. They called that dress a stratus cloud. And then they said somebody compared it to a mass of condensed water vapor. They're saying the critical claim, um, the, the, the outfit just, it was not a good look. They said she looked like a, a woman in church. You know how those women in church wear those right. big hats and you can't see behind them? Yeah, they be, block, they be blocking. We call them blessing blockers. Exactly. Well, honey, she was a blessing blogger. And a lot of people said she may not be invited back to the um, um Oscars again, honey, because she can't wear no outfit like that. And I mean... Yeah, the people behind her couldn't see. They couldn't see her. They could not see, Ricky. But what was she thinking? You well, know what I mean? probably had a stylist like you be having uh, uh, yeah, wearing, wearing all kind of crazy stuff and <laughs> get outside of the box. That's why I stopped going shopping with you. You ain't gonna have me out here. <laughs> Looking like I just me. got off a spaceship. Well, it don't look like you just came out to the gym. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'd rather look like that. And, and coming out here looking like uh, like I'm finna uh, be in a Can You Feel It video by the Jackson getting off a damn. Can you feel it? That's grand, baby. This girl, she was grand, but baby, they said, girl, you will not be back, honey, not in no outfit like that, blocking the girls, honey, who want to see the Oscars. And this is her first time going to one and she didn't get the memo. Honey, you don't wear something that's blocking the people from behind so you. So y'all gonna talk about her. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing about that dress Pastor Shirley Caesar had on one year, all uh, that fairy godmother dress from the weeds. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You know, they're my yeah. That was a nice dress, honey. First it was. Lady, it yes, was. that was a nice dress, baby. Now, Angela Bassett's dress last night, that purple shadow, it was cuterish. It was nice, you know, and stuff like that. You know, so, you know, but Halle Berry, you know, she really stole the scene. This girl gave you leg and flowers, honey. So she said, you're going to sniff. Honey, where she had those flowers placed there. Oh. So congratulations to all those girls, honey. All right, moving on in other celebrity news, Ricky. This is sad and rock to y'all pray, honey. It's being reported that Michael Irvin cried, y'all, as he um, denied the allegations against him um, at a news conference the other day. Now, they're saying that um, Irvin filed a $100 million lawsuit against Marriott, y'all, after that um, employee at the Renaissance Phoenix downtown hotel claimed that he made harassing and inappropriate comments to her in a lobby on February the 5th. Now, the NFL Network, you know, they send Michael Irvin home 
from Phoenix, y'all, where he was scared to cover Which the was Super Bowl. Where well, he was covered the super he was I'm scared to cover the Super Bowl events for the network. Now they're saying y'all that Irvin has been suspended, y'all, from both networks while the investigation into the harassment allegations continue. Now, hey. Ricky, this is the sad part though. They're saying y'all that he's running low on cash. Now they're saying that Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about that, but I find it interesting that that when it comes to black men, you always are guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. Now, how come he can't stay on the air and keep his job or whatever? And then some. Well, okay, if the Marriott said that he did something, put the tape out. Exactly. Put the exactly. tape out. What he what he did? Come he on, didn't man. do anything. We still right. haven't seen it. the tape. He, he, we have not seen the tape. And then, the wit- and then you can even listen at the witnesses. The witnesses said, hey, it was a brief exchange. It was nothing disrespectful. And the Marriott took it and the and Marriott employees took it and they ran with it. Michael Irvin is innocent. He did not do anything. Well, and uh, the witnesses were white men. They were his absolutely. white friends. Exactly. Well, uh, well huh? You know, so then they sent him home from the Super Bowl and... and uh, Stop this play. Now he haven't been on television. You know, we watch Michael Irvin uh, every single day. But the young ladies and the people that accuse him, how come they still get to go to work? Why they get to still go to work and carry on with their life and carry on with their job? And then he got to sue sue the Marriott. Why didn't the Marriott say, hey, here, Michael Irvin, here's some money for you. And then we're going to let y'all go because y'all blew something uh, out of proportion. And you got to understand this also. People don't agree on everything. Sometimes a simple disagreement never should have elevated to the point where a man that sits on TV every day uh, can't feed his family. Yeah. Well, he, they, he was done wrong, and it was racist, and I well, and I put that on everything. Well, this is what Michael Irvin said. Quote. This sickens me. He said, it takes me back to the time where a white woman would accuse a black man of something and they would take a bunch of guys that were above the law, run in a barn, put a rope around his foot, and drag him through the mud and hang him there. He said, quote, how can I defend myself if I don't know what I'm being accused of? I don't even know what this woman looks like. That blows my mind that in 2023, we're still dragging and hanging brothers by a tree. He said, I know I didn't do anything wrong. I wonder if they talked to his wife. He ain't said nothing wrong. Oh, really? He can right. defend himself. Oh, he could? Yeah, because that could be any one of us. I wonder how many white women ever accused Michael Irvin of something. Okay, what, what does it that have to do with anything? It yeah, it didn't happen that night, that's for sure. Mm. Okay, How many times has he sure, been convicted of anything? They yeah. got a tape of everything. Everything is on tape. Everybody got a phone right. video. Show us the freaking tape. That's show it, us the tape. Ricky. Like, why is it so show difficult? Yeah. Right. It don't you, matter. They show the tape. No, Ricky, they just show tapes held on a lot of things, and um, people still got um, convicted. I okay, mean, so Michael that don't Irvin, matter. I believe, I believe, because ain't nobody going to sit up there and just make a video and just lie like that, and then a tape come out. Right. I don't believe he did anything. Mike Irvin made his mistakes when he played for the Dallas Cowboys. That man, that man, 54 years old, he don't have time for uh to be getting in trouble and risking the kind of money that he make now, saying something to a, a white woman. Uh, and, and, and usually sometimes when I get on a damn elevator, if I don't feel comfortable with, with a bougie white woman that get on, if she look uncomfortable, it makes me uncomfortable. You know what I do? The minute that damn door open, even I get my ass off. Because I don't want no smoke. I don't want none of you. You ain't finna say I did nothing to you, accuse you. When they get to clutching their purse and 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 stepping to the side like like you got a disease or something, I just go ahead and get off and hit the button again and get in a more comfortable situation go to my floor. Michael Irvin did not do anything. And I'm willing to bet my whole, whole, whole career on it. And I put it on the shield. He didn't do nothing. Okay. 
Well, but she get to go to work. But she get to go to work every day, and he got to sit at home and prove that he innocent. So when they find out that he's innocent, then all of a sudden, what he popped back up on TV? That's not fair, right? Should sue. He should sue the network too for taking him off. Because the network need to be asking where's the tape. That part. The network, that whatever network he on NFL, when he on ESPN, they need to be asking, show us the tape. Until the end, we're going to put Michael Irvin back on TV. This episode of I Hate the Homies is brought to you by McDonald's. You know how you can smell when your food's about to be good, good? That's me every time I pull out the Mickey D's drive-thru with a McCrispy sandwich. I mean, we're talking about two buttered buns stacked with pickles and crispy, juicy, tender chicken. Come on, man. And when that crispy chicken and the crispy pickle come together between two buttered buns, yeah, all is good. And the funny thing is that I don't think I've ever made it home from the drive-thru without taking a bite of that freshly prepared McCrispy sandwich. Because once I smell it, I got to have it right there in the car. I guess the word is out on that. So go get yours today. Did you see that post? People are talking. Here's what's trending on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, y'all, you're older and wiser looking back at uh, at what advice uh, would you give your younger self? So today on, what, on What's Trending, we're talking about getting old and what advice would you give your younger self? Now, uh, uh, no one can avoid aging. But first things, you know, first things are first. So who gets to, who gets to decide when you're officially old? Uh, we all heard that age, you know, age is just a number type of thing. But what, what does the research really say? Well, Ricky, not surprisingly, the answer to this age-old question seems to be, it depends on who you ask. A 2017 study by U.S. Trust report that American millennials define old starting at age 59. Now, Gen Xers said old begins at 65, while baby boomers and the silent generation agree that you're not really old until you hit age 70. But years ago, now, according to a 2020 survey of uh, 2000 Americans conducted by Let's Get Checked, 57 is commonly thought of as officially old. I don't understand that because my parents like, yeah, if, if you would have saw my mom dance uh, at her 75th birthday and how she was dancing and how she was moving and she'd be out there going fishing. And uh, the way they move, they are yes. young. Yeah. And my and they they seventy five, and I'm talking about my mama was killing it. Mm-hmm. Can still that my mama drummers. My mama can still uh, yes. whip a, a snare drum to this day. Come on, uh, now. she can do it. She can do that roll. You know that pop 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 pop. You know, Brad. Yes. Yeah, because you're a drummer as well. So I don't. I, don't, I just really don't see them as oh, uh, one thing for uh, is for sure. Uh, the older we get, the wiser we get. So looking back, what advice would you give your younger self, or what? Do you wish you knew then that you know now? Uh, Brett, what what, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Uh, not to trust as easily and read all your oh. contracts. All of them. All of them. Every, every, every last even one Even words of you don't understand. Don't ask nobody. Right. Figure it out yourself. Look it up. Ask people. Don't just trust any attorney. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ease off on the alcohol and the smoking and don't consider everybody to say they're your friend to be your friend. You just know. Uh, would, would you look back at, at your younger self and uh, tell yourself that you shouldn't have went on stage that night at Uptown Comedy Club when Earthquake was hosting? <laughs> that night when the room was just quiet. Yeah, and you can hear the when you can it, hear the dishes in the back coming I, I from hear the kitchen. The, I can hear the people in the back washing dishes. That's how quiet it was when I was on stage. It was oh, yeah. early in my career, Maria. Oh my.
No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It would have been better if they had booed. Hey, Rock, it would have been better if they had booed. But it was just, it was just dishes clanking. They were just silent, like, why are you up there? With the big blinking eyes. It was that bad. That's terrible. For real. I was sitting over there. I was sitting up in the VIP. Man. Hey, like the whole, you, the you whole do, crowd, only, thing, only thing you have to do is say, give it up for God. Give it up for the, the ladies. Whole, hey, the whole crowd look like that wide eye emoji. Yep. That's what the whole crowd look like. Yeah. <laughs> I go South Park when hey, they be blinking in my eyes. If you, <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you would just said, give it up for the ladies. Give it up for God. Whenever they get quiet like that, you got to say, give it up. Get, clap if Jesus. All the beautiful Jesus. black ladies in here. All the beautiful right. black ladies. Show some love. Yeah, yeah. Clap if Jesus bought you from a mighty long way. Clap for that. <laughs> Clap, them clap them dishes was clapping though, weren't they? It was just light tinkling yeah. sounds. Oh my gosh! And so what? So what? What did you say before you got off stage? Before earthquake? What, what did you I say? Said, yeah, I said yeah. This ain't working tonight. I'll be back next week. Earthquake came on stage and said, "Don't threaten my crowd." Like that. I'm trying to close, I'm trying to close the club down. Don't tell nobody you'll be back next week. If you back next week, it'll be as a customer. Wow. <laughs> Hey, Kay. Wait a minute, y'all. I'm not trying to get on something. Hey, Rock T. Yeah, dog. Rock T Special K came back over there to the table <laughs> where the comedian was sitting. <laughs> no, I said, uh-uh, no, come over here. <laughs> he said, uh-uh, no, bring the energy over here. Go sit yeah, over there. They turn, they turn <laughs> hey, you got hey, you to you learn that in them early, in them early <laughs> days. You got to know Woo. what it feel like to hit that wall. Oh, man. Boy, they denied you like Peter. <laughs> but it only oh, made boy, me they said, you, they said, what in the Judas is going on here, Gary? Oh, my gosh. What about your younger self? What would you tell your younger self? Probably to be more understanding and, you know, because my patience and my understanding was, you know, not that well. Would you so, uh, Would you have threw that pot of chili across Wendy's in the kitchen? <laughs> Well, you know what? When, them t- probably- when, them t- when you was working at when you was working at Wendy's yeah. in Houston, which which Wendy's in Houston Port you was Austin. working at? No, it was in Porter. In Port Arthur. Uh, yes. So the so the tickets the tickets kept ringing. The tickets kept coming up. It was lunchtime, and the phone kept ringing. The phone kept ringing. The phone kept ringing. What made you throw that pot of chili across the kitchen? Because I was frustrated. I was aggravated. I mean, I, at that time I hadn't <laughs> been knowing how to take my lithium. So once I learned how to take my lithium, I got a little bit more patient and more understanding. But at that Time. Gary, where did the chili land? Where did it land? <laughs> it landed right there on the floor in front. It was just a pot of chili just laying right there on the floor in front of me. I mean, it's almost like I started screaming because, you know, at the time, like I told you, I didn't have my And, honey, they called me crazy. Did they call the police or you was escorted out by the no, other I was, employees? I, I was escorted out and they called my daddy. And, and your daddy came and picked you up? Yeah. So, did he pick you, you know, up in because he worked at a funeral? Did he pick you up in a hearse or a funeral car? No, we had a, a El Camino at the time, so he came pick me up in El Camino. <laughs> did you get fired after that? I think they did. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah chili stains all on your uniform. Did they, <laughs> did they? Did they let you come up there and pick up your check, or your daddy went up there and got your last check? No, they let me come pick it up, honey. You know that was a big. But they didn't let you come in the back. That's where the chili was thrown in the bag. No, they didn't let me go back in the bag. They didn't let me <laughs> right there to have cash register. Chris, her name was Chris, so she was my manager, baby. She gave me my little check, baby. <laughs> and I went on. <laughs> Faded to black. <laughs> Brett, would you have stolen a footlocker, Brett? Merry-go-round. Uh, I ain't steal no shoes. What'd you say you took? Oh, you took something out of merry-go-round. Carl, can I? Carl, can I? 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't steal. I just walked out. It's a parting, a parting gift. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go hey, back and I didn't get caught. Rock, do you regret giving out those discounts at Foot Locker? That was you the one that gave out the discount for those uh, K-Swiss. Yeah, Ooh. K-Swiss and them weapon basketball Magic Johnsons and Larry Bird shoes. <laughs> Oh, right. Wow. Uh, so, so was you escorted out or did to ask you to resign? Nah, my brother was the manager, so I was good. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still make case with? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah, I need so I just need I one pair of them. them. Where those on stay oh, and them tree torns too. Them tree torns was tight yeah. too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go to the phones. Eight six six nine R I C K E Y. Good morning. So I would tell myself first of all, be patient, pay attention to details, read more, and build a level of consistency in my life. I wish I would have learned how to praise Jesus when I was younger because now I'm so happy that I know Him now. I wish I would have just kept all the toys, action figures that I had as I was saving when I was little, and those things are worth money. I think I would tell myself to cut people off a lot sooner that weren't, you know, uh, reciprocating the same generosity and care and compassion that, that I had given to them. My younger self never should have met my ex-wife. I should have left to keep on walking instead of trying to pull the call. To get an education, high school, college, get your master's, doc, get it all, because they can't take it away from you. My younger self would be twerking. Oh, you can't, because right now my knees don't gaze out on me, and I can't take it no more. I would be twerking, twerking, twerking. Man, all right, y'all. If y'all can get through, y'all hit us at Ricky Smiley official, y'all. Ricky Smiley Morning Show coming up. All right, y'all. Uh, Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Uh, listen to this, uh, y'all. Gonna, uh, uh, I kind of probably already know what what some of y'all gonna say. All right, so I got a, a letter. It says, "Yo, uh, I'm 31, and this girl I was going with before my current relationship, which has been for a little under a year. Her sister tra- tragically." Um, wait a minute, hold on, let me start over. It said, yo, I'm 31, and the girl I was going with before my current relationship, uh, which has been for a little under a year, in parentheses, uh, I said her sister tragically passed away last week, and the funeral is this coming Saturday, so I told my ex that I would definitely be there. So we had dated, you know, we had dated almost five years, and I was close to her entire family. My current girlfriend is tripping and wants to know why would I go since I'm in a whole new relationship? Uh, This is making me question her character as a person. Why would I not go? Am I wrong here? Side note, uh, the funeral is about five hours away, so it's going to be an overnight trip. Okay. uh, uh, Now, now what I put is like... uh, I think you should go, but take your girlfriend with you, and if she don't feel comfortable going, she can stay in the hotel. Or uh, stay in the car and just take your girlfriend with you. If, if the relationship is, is over or whatever, but uh, I don't see anything wrong with going to pay your respect if you had a relationship with the whole family because, you know, her sister is your sister. You know, uh, you, you have that bond like that sometimes with somebody that you date uh, siblings. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got a lot of folks that I dated uh, uh, you know dated a woman and her brothers and sisters that I'm still cool with uh, to this day and have a great relationship with because y'all share share a bun or, or whatever because you was over there all the time uh, especially K am I wrong and you know what that that 
option that you gave, I hadn't thought about that, about, uh, you know, take the, the new girlfriend with you. But what, what the new girlfriend is giving me just off reading this is insecurity and a little bit of immaturity. He doesn't say what but, her but, but age don't you is. Got to make, don't you have to make her feel comfortable? Say, hey, babe, we just going to yeah. go. I'm just going to go to the funeral. I'm going to get a room. You can stay in the room. You know, drive up there with me where she won't think it's no uh, hanky-panky. I don't know. Uh, I think that that's that actually might be the best uh, compromise, Gary. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good compromise, but what if she still doesn't want to go? What if she just wants no part of it? Well, if she don't well, want no part of it, then that's exactly. Because you all yeah. yeah, that's her problem. Because cause, cause the thing about it is you're creating problems for solutions. The solution is, would you like to go? Because she could go to the funeral and sit in the back. She don't even have to walk. You don't have to walk in with me and walk up to the casket with me. You can come in and have a seat in the back, and we can sit in the back and let me go around and pay my respect, and then we can leave. You ain't got to be doing the most, you know, because I am in a in a, in a new relationship. It's just uh, com- uh, common sense. Uh, Brett, what are your thoughts? Oh, she stepped in. Maria. Um, I think that the new girlfriend is probably thinking, okay, well, your ex-girlfriend is emotionally vulnerable. And what if old feelings come back up again? She's probably not being unsupportive of him being there for her, but she probably has those insecurities. So I'm thinking that that's that's probably the dominant thought on her mind right now. It's like, oh, what if y'all start catching feelings and, you know, y'all around each other and this is a tough time and she's emotional but that's just an assumption that I'm making. But I, I think that yeah. that was a really good solution that you brought up, Ricky. Just take the new girlfriend with you right. and then air supportive together. Yeah. And, and I mean, even if, 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 if say, hey, I'm going to go over here where I can hang out with the brothers and sisters or whatever you hear at the room, that does give you give her a sense of uh, security because that's an option. You know what I'm saying? Instead of leaving her all the way five hours away, hey, you go with me. And you just keep going back to the hotel, checking in and say, hey, we're going to go over here to the repast. Uh, I'll bring you some food back or I'll take you to get something to eat. Make sure your new girl is comfortable. And then I'm going to go over here and I'll uh, just mingle with the brothers and sisters or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because the new girlfriend ain't going to want to go over there to the house uh, uh, to the repast. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know. I just want to know what your thoughts are. Get at me. 866-9-RICKY. 866-9-RICKY. Good morning. Oh, we going to call? Oh, I'm sorry. Man, the phone, y'all done blew up the phones because the damn uh, contest going on. Y'all Now y'all got the phone lines uh, tied up. Now, Gary, what were you saying again? I, I, I was saying the same thing you said. I mean, once you offer, and I'm offering you to come. And if you don't want to go, then that's on you then because I offered. So if you don't yeah, want to come. Yeah, because at that, at, that point, at that point, you got a bad attitude. And you don't exactly. give a damn about uh, it's a, you make it about you. Because understand, like if your ex girlfriend's sister died, that's like your sister died. If y'all, if you right. over there all the time and y'all grew up and is in there watching TV and you dated for some years or whatever, those become yours as well. Yeah. And I think oh, that's why he oh, said I'm questioning. So, uh, he's questioning her character as a person because selfish. character, you know. Was, Unless she can also, hey, hey, babe, I, I hate you suffered this loss. Uh, do you need me to go up there with you to help you drive, and I can just get a room and chill and help you drive back? That's what you what you need in your life, or uh, whatever. Because if she offering a problem and not offering no kind of solution, then you might need to reconsider that uh that relationship. Uh, all right, y'all, hit me up. More Ricks about the morning show coming up. Finance, wealth, and growth. It's Money Mondays on the Ricky Smiling Morning Show. <laughs> 
Rob, had you sleeping like you three years old again? Yeah, curled up, man, on your side. Checking that thumb. <laughs> Wiggling your toes. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, you got to start by doing it. Boy, you know she got that fire. Till you, till you see that. stars. Uh-huh. Yes, up, boy. Yes, up. Boy, we got to be respectful. We got, Janine, I'm so sorry. Janine. Listen, I didn't even realize that's what she was saying. I got to leave that alone completely. Oh, yeah, that's up. That song ain't no church song. Janine, just not paying attention to it. I didn't know what I she was saying either to just that. Till you see stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get lightheaded. You gotta step your game listen, up. Uh, <laughs> what you can't say what you say? I'm over here fanning myself a little bit. I'm fanning myself. Janai, read them lyrics. There <laughs> ain't no gospel song. Let me, let me tell you something. I'm going to look at it off with y'all. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, <laughs> can you say you get lightheaded? You get lightheaded. Yeah, you, you get, get lightheaded. <laughs> you about to black out. Tell you that's gonna be in my head all day. Till you see stars all day, oh, baby. Gosh. All day. Uh, so I'm I'm so excited to have you on this morning, Janai. If you're thinking about buying a new car, uh, you definitely need to hear what our money not throwing has to say about why 31. percent Listen to this. 31 percent of new cars sold last month sold for above the sticker price and uh what mm. you need to do if you are in the market for a new car janai break it all down hey good morning good morning and what's interesting ricky is yes some cars now are priced between eight and over 20 percent over the manufacturer's suggested retail price which is crazy a lot of cars that are being sold at a premium so we don't spring is in the air seasons are changing a lot of people get the itch to want to buy a new car but let's make sure everybody gets the information that they need so ricky you mentioned one thing you said uh, manufacturer suggested retail price that's the msrp when we go to the dealership we know how we see that big piece of paper on the window of the car right that's the manufacturer suggested retail price now what's interesting is how many cars are being sold at a premium above that so here's some examples the genesis gv70 the jeep wrangler the mercedes glb the Cadillac CT4V, and even the Genesis GV80, 70 and the 80, are both being sold as high as 28% above that MSRP. So you want to make sure that you're taking your time and being careful to make sure you're not paying a really high premium. Oh. Yeah, that Jeep Wrangler always be up over that over that high uh, price. That, yeah, that's always. Popular. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, Janai, so for people that are they want to buy a car and they want to know if they're not making a mistake what can they do when they go what's some of the main things they should look for to know they're not being taken advantage of when they're buying a car so let's talk about some of the main mistakes Rocky people make uh, when they buy a new car. These are the things that I see people do. Um, number one, I see people rolling that negative equity forward. You're upside down in the car and you're like, ooh, I'm just going to go buy me a new car and I'm just going to put this old negative equity on top of my new car. Please don't do that. You want to pay off that old equity as soon as you can and then start off fresh with the new car. Um, a lot of times I see people negotiating the monthly payment you can afford versus negotiating the price of the car. So they got us so focused on the payment that we're not really focused on the price. You want to be careful of that. And another thing people do is there's actually three to the deal. Um, you want to negotiate them separately, the price, 
the trading and the financing. A lot of times you sit down with the financing people and they make it seem like it's one transaction. It's actually three separate distinct transactions. One more thing, Roxy. A lot of people go buy a new car. Then they find out how much the insurance is and they want to faint. You got to figure out how much the insurance costs before. So before you buy that car, please call your agent. You want to know what the insurance is going to cost and that routine maintenance. Because, you know, a lot of people are riding around here. um, Car broke because they just cannot keep up with the maintenance and the insurance to drive that car. Hey, Janai. One time I was uh, I I went in there to pay my uh, insurance payment. That was when I used to just go and pay it before you could do it online. Right outside it was on First Avenue. Right outside, a dude had <laughs> just had a car wreck, right? And he came in there. He asked, he said, "Hey man, I just want to know is it is it too late to get insurance <laughs> after the after the accident?" <laughs> he had just had a wreck. Right at that first back Avenue. that thing about a week. Uh, yeah. Huh? Yeah, date it about a week for me. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try not to laugh in the face. I just got up. I just got up and went next door in the barbershop. There's a barbershop next door. I went there and sat down where I could laugh. <laughs> We're gonna call that too late. That's too Ooh. late. Yeah, the agent said, "No, nah, man, this is too late." <laughs> and then both of them was out there looking at the wreck. <laughs> What kind of car you got, sir? Oh, that Lincoln Continental sitting out there in the middle of the intersection. <laughs> it was right up under the police car. The whole front end toe off of it. Hey, I, I was sitting in the barbershop window watching. I was laughing so hard that all the windows were foggy. <laughs> Janai, I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, no. I- but we're going to call that too late for sure. But we're going to yeah, call that yeah. certainly too late. Mm-hmm. I have a quick question yeah. for you, if that's okay. Um, I, oh, I want to sure. talk to you. You talked about the cars that are selling above MSRP. Can you talk about those that are being sold below MSRP? And what do you think about getting a car from like something like Facebook Marketplace? Because I actually bought one cash for my son, and it's been working great. Oh. Um. Well, there's several cars, Maria, that are actually being sold below MSRP. And that's why when you're buying a new car, please don't rush. I want you to take your time and do your research. Being sold below MSRP, Chevrolet Silverado, Infiniti QX80, that Ford F-150, the hybrid, Chevrolet Traverse, um, even the Buick Envision, those are all being sold below. And then, Maria, to your point, um, do I think it's a good idea to use a different marketplace, whether it's Facebook, um, if you know someone who has their dealer's license, that's how I bought my last car. I think it's a great idea because if you're going to the dealership, I can assure you more than likely you're going to be paying more. You think about how big and beautiful those places are. They've got bills to pay. So we Mm -hmm. definitely want to explore all of our options before we make this major financial decision. Okay, Jenna, I got a quick one for you. What's the longest term that you suggest people to finance a car for? And what are the current interest rates to finance? Well, you know, I'm happy you asked me that because, which is interesting, y'all remember back in the day, like four or five years was like the longest to finance a car for. You can finance a car now for like seven or eight years. Please do not do that. 
and you think about it, you're buying an asset that's depreciating. The value of this car is going down every single day that we drive them. The longer that you're financing the car, the more likely you are putting yourself in a position to get upside down or get that negative equity. So please don't go more than five years, which is the 60 months. And now think about it, y'all. Interest rates are up. So about the average interest rate to finance a car now is about 6.3%. Remember a few months ago, they were like about 2 or 3%. Interest rates now are over 6.3%. So you want to factor that into what your payment is going to be. Janai, thank you so much. Uh, we, we were, I mean, this is a good segment, but but I mean, I think this segment is insensitive for all of our people that's listening to us that's riding the bus to work this morning. We ain't gonna do this for no more. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Y'all, y'all, y'all need to start uh, thanking Janai. Y'all need to start thanking stuff through before we get on the radio with it. Now everybody riding the bus on the way to work and took their headphones off. Appreciate you, Janai. We got the front page coming up next. <laughs> All right, Rick, it's about the morning show. Y'all got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Monday morning news. In an effort to restore confidence in America's banking system, the Biden administration on Sunday guaranteed that customers of the failed Silicon Valley Bank will have access to all their money starting today. Silicon Valley Bank failed Friday. Depositors hurried to withdraw money amid fears over the bank's health. The bank's 48-hour collapse led to the second largest failure of a financial institution in U.S. history. In other news, Ricky, a black couple has settled their fair housing lawsuit against a real estate company after they received a home appraisal worth $500,000 less than their white friend who pretended to be the homeowner three weeks later. Tanisha Tate Austin and Paul Austin of Marin City, California, say an appraiser vastly undervalued their home in early 2020 because of their race. Details of the settlement were not immediately disclosed. Lastly, men diagnosed with localized prostate cancer who want to avoid immediate surgery or radiation can safely choose to actively monitor the disease as a treatment method, according to a study released Saturday in the New England Journal of Medicine. Researchers in the study determined most men shouldn't rush to treatment decisions as the mortality rate from the cancer 15 years later was relatively low regardless of treatment approach. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what you got in Sports. What up there, Maria? Let's start off with the uh, NCAA tournament. It's March Madness time. We're excited. Bracketology is about to get ready to go down. My final four bracket predictions will be later on this week for the men and the women. But let's start off with the number one seeds in the men's hoops. We got Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue. Number one seeds for women, South Carolina, Indiana, Stanford, and Virginia Tech. Let me shout out to my daughter, Harmony, in Harvard, man. I was hanging out in New Jersey for the Ivy League championship over the weekend. We made it to the championship game. Fell six points short. Man. So we didn't make the NCAA tournament. She's still the champ. Hey, dog, all day long. But, but we will be representing in the NIT. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's going to be exciting right there. This is fun times in basketball. In the meantime, Tiger Woods fired back at his ex-girlfriend saying that he and her did not have any verbal agreement to let her live in his house for at least five more years, and he never transferred any ownership or possession to the residence. She's, he got to get her out of there because his hair coming out. <laughs> yeah, he need to go in and just shave it, man. Just go ahead and shave it, man. It's, just embrace the, the baldness. It's all good, man. You know what I'm saying? 
So, but she's trying to get $30 million from a lawsuit because he, she get, she mad because he kicked her out the house because they no longer together. It is what it is. Real quick report, man. Uh, there's a rumor out there, Rick Dog, that the New York Jets have cleared about $15 million of extra money because they're trying to sign Green Bay Packer quarterback, Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers. All right. So, we'll see what That's happens. That's good. Man. Aaron Rodgers, man. Uh, my, nephew just, my nephew, Quinn Williams, uh, just signed. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I thought he was going to try to come to the uh, Cowboys, but I'm real excited about that, man. Yes, Proud sir. of him. Yes, sir. It's about hey, to go Rob, down. What's up? All, all the sports fans, y'all go to uh, George L. Fleming, the third Facebook page. George L. Fleming. This fool done put up a uh, Kareem, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar slam dunk contest he did by himself. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said Kareem can't jump over a credit card. <laughs> Dang. He said the last he said he said a grand finale was a skyhook gump. <laughs> Y'all go to George Fleming Facebook page. It's cold bloody dog. I'm sitting up here crying. Kareem got them little tight shorts on doing the little dogs where he really don't have to jump. Yeah. <laughs> that, joke, that, that skyhook was mean no dog. Yeah, but he ain't got no business nuggets. Drop it like it's hot. What? Drop it like it's hot. Go ahead, I can't talk. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. A credit Scream card. six. Brad, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Scream oh, six, huh? He <laughs> said Kareem couldn't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> a credit card. He said Kareem Abdul uh, can't jump over a credit card. <laughs> oh, God. Go ahead, Brad. Scream six, y'all, killed it at the domestic box office over the weekend, bringing in $44.5 million. This marks the franchise's highest debut yet. Deadline attributes the success of six of the six school uh, in part of social media campaigns and Jenna Ortega's star power uh, following Wednesday. Creed three came in second place, pulling in $27.1 million, uh, the best second a weekend for a Creed movie. Uh, 65 came in third place, outperforming its projections with 12.3 million. Moving on, y'all. Netflix has edited an inaccurate Will Smith joke out of Chris Rock's live selective outrage special uh, during the performance. Uh, before quickly realizing his error, Chris Rock said years ago his wife said I should quit the Oscars. I shouldn't host because her man didn't get nominated for Emancipation, the biggest piece of ever. He continued, no, not emancipation. I messed up the joke. So Rock intended to allude to 2015 sports film concussion. So I guess that's why they removed it because his joke was wrong. But it, it still went over well to me. It's funny. Uh, it was funny. And last but not least, uh, <laughs> you alright, Rick? <laughs> Man, I'm crying over here. I'm so sorry, Brett. It's all right. Man, man y'all, y'all going to hell, man. Kareem Abdul Jabbar has done so many great things in the community. You gonna put up? You gonna pose a slam dunk contest when ain't nobody in the contest but him? He ain't even slam. He got the shorts off. Get up on that tippy toe. Oh, he had a new Converse All Stars, the leather ones. Yeah. Oh. Brett, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. You know what? You need to you be know, banned. You need to be banned from Facebook, George Fleming. 
I'm done. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that, dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, this Monday, and that makes another commentary on the state of black America with the National Urban League President and CEO, Mark Moriel. M- Mr. Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ricky. Good morning, and good morning to your listening audience. And black America was on last week as the National Urban League's 20th anniversary legislative policy conference took place. We had 500 urban leaguers, urban league leaders from all across the nation on Capitol Hill to press the agenda for black America and civil rights. So in that three-day conference, we did a number of things. We visited the White House, uh, where we heard from White House senior staff, and then President Biden, to our surprise, stopped in on our meeting and talked to us about a range of issues, including his economic agenda, uh, voting rights, democracy, uh, judicial vacancies, and the like. Uh, the president surprised us. He was not on the schedule to be with us. Uh, but after we had heard from Susan Rice and Mitch Landrieu and a number of other senior staffers at the White House, the president walked in, and that really made for a great kickoff of our conference. Over the next two days, we walked Capitol Hill, meeting with members of Congress, and also visited six agencies, from justice to labor uh, to the departments of Health and Human Services and Commerce. Uh, and the Federal Communications Commission to talk to them about our agenda and what they were doing to advance and advance the agenda we have for black America. It was powerful. First time we were on Capitol Hill in person with this conference since 2019 due to the pandemic. Uh, and it was a powerful way. Activism is in the streets, Ricky. It is on. Uh, it is in the streets. But activism is wow. also in the halls of Congress. Uh, activism goes from streets to suites to congressional committees, uh, to private meetings, uh, to conferences, uh, to one on one conversations. We brought the activism and the energy from local communities to Washington, D.C., to press our agenda. Uh, And that agenda included voting rights, democracy, the president's $2.4 million economic plan, and what opportunities there would be there for black businesses and black workers. And we were proud while we were in Washington to announce a brand new initiative, a brand new initiative to partnership with the building trade unions and the National Urban League to recruit black workers into union construction jobs. This is new. And as you know, we've been closed out of those jobs significantly for years. This new partnership, this new effort, and we'll talk more about it in the future, Ricky, uh, is designed to bring thousands and thousands of black workers into these construction trades jobs. Oh, wow. Uh, because this is where the work is going to be as this infrastructure bill, this jobs bill, rebuilding roads, bridges, airports, broadband, ports across the nation, parks across the nation, water systems across the nation uh, will take place. Workers and business opportunities will be there. We want to make sure Black America gets its fair share. So it was a powerful conference. And for those of you who want to follow, go to NUL.org and check out the uh, the reviews and the videos and photos from legis- the Legislative Policy Conference. And you can also uh, take, a, take a peek at one of the sessions, which we stream virtually. So 20 years, uh, I've been taking the National Urban League to Capitol Hill in this fashion. Now, we're there every day, every week, through our staff, through our activism, and through our work. But what we've got to do is bring the policy agenda. Uh, the street heat creates the climate. The policy agenda brings about the change. Uh, and we're going to continue to do that. And so it was powerful. So I want to thank everyone who was a participant in that. The thousands and thousands who saw it online. Certainly the 500 urban leaders from all across the nation, including a large contingent of young people from the National Urban League, young professionals were there in the house on Capitol Hill for the 20th Legislative Policy Conference. So that is the state of black America, uh, Ricky, and we will look forward to seeing you next week, another time on the radio. I'm Mark Morial again, State of Black America. Follow us across all social media at Mark Morial and at Nat Urban League. 
to stay in touch. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Hey, Mr. Mark, it's always good having you, y'all. And you've been listening to the State of Black America with the former New Orleans mayor and Louisiana State Senator Mark Moriel, president of the National <laughs> Thank you. Love you. And I can't wait to talk to you next Monday. More Ricky Smiley Morning Show coming up. This episode of I Hate the Homies is brought to you by McDonald's. You know how you can smell when your food's about to be good, good? That's me every time I pull out the Mickey D's drive-thru with a McCrispy sandwich. I mean, we're talking about two buttered buns stacked with pickles and crispy, juicy, tender chicken. Come on, man. And when that crispy chicken and the crispy pickle come together between two buttered buns, yeah, all is good. And the funny thing is that I don't think I've ever made it home from the drive-thru without taking a bite of that freshly prepared McCrispy sandwich because once I smell it, I got to have it right there in the car. I guess the word is out on that. So go get yours today.